your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. living like it matters and uh as always i you know if there's something that matters to me i have to share that with you and uh i think this is the second week in a row where there's uh been an incident related to uh, a member of the national football league uh for the second week in a row a life has been lost uh different circumstances but the same result uh someone's moved on and gone on to heaven in a much better place but always gone too soon. And so for that, I think I'm going to take time out to uh, just have a moment of silence, if you will, for our brother Jerry Brown, who uh, was lost in a car accident as a result of uh, Josh Brent, a teammate of his, of course, for the Dallas Cowboys, who was under the wheel while he had been drinking. And uh, we can only imagine what he feels. But right now, we want to acknowledge what the world, and that is the world, because people from all over the world are listening to this show, uh, are thinking about, and that is that their sympathy uh, and their empathy and uh, just their condolences are with the family, uh, of course, of Jerry Brown. So a moment of silence. Okay. All right. We're back. So, of course, uh, as I started off by saying, uh, you know, talking about the show uh, today and uh, just reflective on the fact, reflect upon the fact that, uh, obviously the young man, and that young man is Josh Brent, uh, made a, a terrible, a horrible decision to get behind the wheel after, uh, a, a, I guess a number of drinks of which he possibly had while he and, and his friend, um, were out and, uh, perhaps maybe, you know, having a good time. Uh, young men do that. I, I, for one, would not be one who would want to cast a stone and say that I myself have been behind the wheel after I've had um, an alcoholic beverage. That is wrong. And the more I see things like this happen, the more I think about I will do everything I possibly can to stay conscious of that. And at least if I have one beverage, sit there for a long time until you feel like you're okay. You can get up. You can walk. I'm, I'm a big enough man that one alcoholic beverage shouldn't impair my uh, my decision-making process. But if I feel that way, somebody else is definitely driving. Um, we all make decisions that sometimes we regret. And I'm sure this is one of which, uh, you know, Josh is going to regret for a long time. You know, it's not just about, you know, forget the fact that he is a football player. The only reason why, and if, if you will, I'm not making excuses for athletes. 
But if there is anything that you would say, any good that comes out of this, is because an athlete's life was lost. At the decision of another athlete, it gets a lot of media attention. And because of the fact that it does get a lot of media attention, it gets the opportunity to actually bring attention to something that needs to stop. There are too many lives that are lost as a result of drinking and driving. So if there's any good we can find out of this, it's perhaps maybe that this death won't go, you know, away without it being brought up to a higher platform for everybody to see and take notice. And this young man, of course, he didn't, I don't think he wanted to be a sacrificial lamb for this purpose. But if his life is going to be remembered and that it might save other lives, I think he would be okay with that. I, I think, in fact, you know, Josh, who obviously, you know, committed this crime because now it is going to be a crime and he's going to have to serve some time for it, I'm sure, because he's a second of time offender of DWI. And this time he, he took someone's life as a result of him being behind the wheel. So what's going to happen is this won't go away. And so I just hope that that, you know, whether it's me or it's anybody else, that this makes us stop and think and hand those keys to somebody else or sit there until you sober up, get a cup of coffee, whatever it takes. But let's not do this too many times. There's too many things that we can control. And I, I have to say this. You know, I happen to know many people that are still involved with the National Football League. I was with a good friend this weekend who shared some information with me. And this is the information I don't think too many people are going to like to hear. But it's true. The National Football League actually provides a service for any current National Football League player. If he is at any point in time in his life as a current player, some place where he is intoxicated and is not in a position to drive himself home or whoever is with him, there is a Wow. Can't believe I'm going to say this. There is a service that is provided for them free of cost. That they can call 24 seven, 365 days a year, obviously not when they're on the football field, but you get the drift. This is something that could have been with better judgment, just like a lot of things I've done with better judgment, doing the wrong thing. I could have done the right thing. But I think this is what will haunt Josh for so long and probably Jerry's family as well is the fact that there's a service out there. Now here, here, here's the fact of the matter is, and this is like this for a lot of people. There are, there are many times where you may be in a position and you have a job and, and your job may offer you certain benefits. This, this is a somewhat of a luxury benefit, if you will, that, that people will say that the national football league offers its players as part of its package. But they've got a lot invested in their product, if you will. And the bodies of these young men are their product. They want to do everything they can to possibly protect that product. But at the same time, it's somewhat of a catch-22. You know how we were when we were younger. I know we're supposed to be adults now and, and we're supposed to make grown men decisions. But we still always, there's that little bit of fear when our parents used to tell us, okay, just tell me the truth and nothing won't happen. Just be honest. Just tell me the truth. Nothing will happen. Mama, up there in heaven, I know I told the truth. I get a whooping I may have. <laughs> but, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, this is nothing to, by no means 
If it's, is it a laughing matter? I'm laughing at telling mama something. She used to give me a whooping anyway. But what I'm saying is those kind of things, you kind of carry those into your adulthood. You're, as you grow older, you still have that same insecurity and that, oh, is that person really telling me the truth? Can I really take advantage of this and there be no repercussions at all? I can tell them I was out. I was actually drunk. I need, I was so drunk. I needed somebody to come and drive me home. Well, here's what I'm trying to say to you. It's not a matter that you were that drunk. It could be the time of night or morning. It is at the time that you've had a drink or two. Maybe a 300 pound guy could have two drinks. Maybe he's not totally intoxicated, but it does have an effect on his ability to be keenly alert. You're not as alert as you, you're a little It's late, so you're tired. You add alcohol to that. And so perhaps maybe your better judgment has been distorted by the, you know, the alcohol. And not a lot of it, but just a little bit. But still, it's in your system. If it's in your system, and, you know, I think based upon your weight, size, height, and all that, you know, a, a DUI for some people, you know, one drink might get a person that's 125 pounds. It might take, you know, two or three drinks for somebody who's 325 pounds. Regardless, the amount is irrelevant to what the issue is. You've had alcoholic, an alcoholic beverage in your system. You're getting behind the wheels. You got to be careful. You could fall asleep. It could accelerate the fact that you're tired and you think you're going to fall asleep in 20 minutes. You only got a five minute ride home. I would be curious to know how close they were to being home. A lot of times it happens very close. I didn't get that much information about it. But the fact of the matter is, guys, you got to start trusting people. It's, I'm telling you, it's hard to do. And if you walk in these shoes or you get close enough to an individual that's, that's a part of, of the system of the National Football League or any celebrity aspect of, of this, what we call this world here in terms of the way we, you know, as a celebrity, you're a celebrity. You do this, you're on TV, you do that, you play football, you do, you play basketball, you're a politician, what, whatever. If you do something that you think is worth the attention of the media, that they will all of a sudden make a bigger picture out of it than it really is. As I said, as, as an example, this young man's bail supposedly was about 15 to 16 times more than it would have been if he did not play for the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I mean. If it's something like that, you should just stop and think about everything that you do in your life. Everything, because all of a sudden now, it's, you know, it's almost like you've, you've lost the sense of being, you know, having a private life. It's, it's not that way anymore. We want to know about it. We want to talk about it. People care about it. People, believe it or not, some people really care about you. So all I'm going to ask as a young man is to, just to think about it. Just think about everything that you do. Just one second. Okay, let me think about this way. Let me think about that way. Let me think about if I do it. Let me think about if I don't do it. Let me think about the consequences if perhaps maybe I get caught. If it's... Most of the time, I always tell people, listen, if it's right, you don't even have to think about it. if you get caught, if you don't get caught, if somebody sees you, if they don't see you, you know, it's right then. But if there's any consequences to any action you're about to take, anything you say, anything you do, don't do it. I know that's easy to say, but it's hard as hell to do, but it's a piece of advice that I'm just going to share with you. Because people want to put you on a pedestal that you're not deserving of being on top of. 
not 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 that pedestal, maybe in in the profession of which you participate and you're employed in. Yeah, that's a pedestal. But then this role model pedestal, you know, this you should do things different than everybody else pedestal. Those pedestals should not exist. We should all take responsibility for our own actions and nobody should have to be an example for us other than our parents who shape us, mold us, brought us into this world anyway. And it is their job and their responsibility to give us some direction as to what we should do and what we shouldn't do, some advice, some wisdom. But then every now and then there's somebody else who perhaps maybe is a part of a paternity or a sorority. And don't not, you know, per se, but, you know, a group that you have an affiliation with and some affinity for. And they want to see you, you know, do the right things. And so for that reason, I, I am a, a former member of the National Football League. I'm a former player. I want to see the players do the right things. So come on, I'm praying for you. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise or especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at youbet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, of course, I told you what matters to me. It matters to me that. Brother Jerry Brown has gone on to a better place, and uh, we're going to pray for him and his family. We know he's good. We're going to pray for his family. And uh, 
and Josh Brent, who has to who has to live with this for a very long time. Uh, we're going to pray for him and his family. Uh, I think right now, I think the families are at peace because these, these were best friends. And, and God knows the last thing anybody wants to do is hurt their best friend. And so uh, he, he's going to need a lot of support. And that is that's Brent. That's Josh. Josh is going to need a lot of support. Uh, I think uh, the Cowboys have perhaps maybe severed their relationship with him. Uh, but it, uh, life is bigger than football. And uh, as I was uh, taking a break there, of course, uh, back there in the engineering department, my, my good friend D back there, you know, kind of hit me with some things that took it, took it home, you know, and that is many times, you know, people come from, some people come from, you know, athletes today, a lot of times, particularly when you're talking about, you know, minorities or those who are disadvantaged, they, oh, everybody's not coming uh, from the type of, you know, disadvantaged environments that they came up in years ago. But years ago, when they did come from those type of environments, let me put it right, the hood, what we used to always say is, man, you know, you, you'd have made it out the hood, man, you still doing those things. And here's the thing about it. Some things that people do, they're so deeply inbred in, embedded into them, it becomes habit forming and it's hard for them to break those habits. You know, after, after all, a player gets drafted one day, the next day he may be an instant millionaire. It's going to take him a little time. And it's going to take them time to mature. It's going to life is just that way. You know, I was just away for business in Vegas this past weekend. And listen, I, I, Vegas had me for the first time want to stay up all night long. But life has been good to me. And I've been here 53 years, but my body wouldn't let me stay there all night long like it would have when I was 21. So with life experiences comes wisdom, but it takes time. And so some, let's not throw everybody under the bus. Let's pray for people and always put yourself in. Don't even think about you. The next time you're about to cast a stone in the direction of an individual, don't think about would you want somebody to cast that stone at your glass house? Think about if you would want them to cast it at your daughter or your son. Because, see, with you, you ain't going to keep it real. You ain't going to tell the truth. You will not. But if you take yourself out the picture and you put, okay, how would I want somebody to treat my son or my daughter? And yeah, you, we have to understand the fact that what this person did was wrong. But if we knew it was my son or my daughter's best friend, and we knew that if he was probably intoxicated, my son or daughter may have been intoxicated as well, and they both were doing the wrong thing, and neither one of them talked the other one out of it, you know, so let's just do the best we can. Just pray for them. That's all we're going to do. We're going to pray for them. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. At least you know where my heart is at. Oh, man. But I, I do want to say this, though. I want to stay with the Cowboys. I, I want to stay with the Dallas Cowboys for a reason. And that is, you, first of all, the football game was still played. Now, that is something I just got to stop and think about. There's too many times here. We got to understand there are other sports that have had issues like this, and they have found a way to stop the game for a moment. And let's really reflect on what's more important to us. You know, there's only three things that we say, especially here in the United States of America, that we say that are guaranteed. Life, death, and taxes. Those are three things that, okay, those are what we call emergencies. And emergencies are, are treated differently. 
I remember one time there was somebody out here in the HOA, and the HOA person came to somebody's door and knocked on their door and told me they had to move a car out there, and somebody said, we have an emergency. There's a lady here who may have to go and have a baby here in a few moments. She's here with these people here because they're going to take care of her other children while she go to the hospital to have a baby. You have to understand that's a circumstance whereas if it's not okay to park back there, it's okay now because there's an emergency. See, there was an emergency going on here. There was a matter of life that was lost. Let's reconsider that when we think about football. But Mr. Jerry Jones, let me talk to you about something else in your football team. I want to know this. Now, I understand that my man Dez may have some problems down there. That Best wide, one of the best wide receivers in the game. You know, Andre, there's a couple real good wide receivers in the game, but certainly the Cowboys got one down there, Dez Bryant. The man has a problem with his finger. And I understand from what I understand, the National Football League says that they're more health conscious about players and individuals than they've ever been in the history of the National Football League. We're consciously taking a different approach to our players. And, and, and the health is concerned for these individuals. And so when, I, when you tell me the health is of concern of an individual, and we always talk about it on this show, it's not a matter if a player is hurt because if you play football, you're going to get hurt every play. That's going to happen. But we're, what we're concerned about on this show as former players and even in the league with current players is if the player is injured. Now, if a player is injured and that player is on your roster, you cannot. That player is a player. He's not a coach. He's not a trainer. He's not a doctor. He's not the owner. He's not the general manager. He's a player. And his body, in order for him to function to the best of his ability, needs to be 100%. Now, his backup, I think there's probably an equation you can do. You probably even can mathematically assess their talent and see at what, and, and measure at what percentage of, okay, let's say hurt. Because, you, you know, you remember injury, we're not talking about. When one is hurt and he's feeling some pain, how much pain does he have to feel to the point where his talent level diminishes that he now is the equivalent of the talent level of his backup? Because, see, if you are hurt so bad, you can't do so many. That doesn't mean, you know, you're hurt. you got a bruise, a deep bruise, and it's painful and it's hurt. You ain't going to really be injured probably to the next day if it's like a deep bruise. The next day, you're going to be injured. Well, you probably can't walk. But if it's just injured, how much, you know, is this injury bothering you till you can't perform to the point where it's time to put your backup in? Let's think about that. We thought about that long enough. Now let's move to injury. you got to have surgery. And don't I don't want to hear the world out there telling me about no fingers. Because I'm sorry, a receiver, his most important thing, what's the most important thing to anybody who plays a receiver in the National Football that's a receiver in the National Football League? His hands. I don't tell his hands. You know, because the bottom, the bottom line is, listen, he could just take one step forward and catch a pass. Well, as a matter of fact, I remember last year, I think it was, Bill Belichick only had about a yard to go. Didn't have to run 40 yards. Didn't need to run 50 yards for the Patriots to, you know, make a first down and keep the ball out of hands. of It had to be two years ago because that's how long it's been since Peyton was playing. But 
Just needed a yard, I believe. And uh, would have kept the ball out of the hands of Peyton. Tried to get it. The ball was caught. Didn't have to run real far. The ball was caught. But didn't make enough yards. My point is, if a receiver can't catch the ball, and you know he can't catch the ball, if it's to the point where his hand has to have surgery on it, let me just say this. I think there are some people out there that perhaps maybe who have never played this game that don't understand how hard quarterbacks throw the football in the National Football League. I don't think they have a clue how fast that ball comes at you. I don't think they have a clue how difficult it is to catch that ball. It's not easy. Some of the, I mean, with some people, some of those spirals when they come through, thank God. Why do you think they wear face masks for one? Because I'm telling you what, with the ball that they throw now, don't catch it. Let it hit you in the eyeball. See what happens. Surgery. You gonna get? You don't need a new eye. So my point that I'm making is with the Dallas Cowboys. Am I arguing for the Dallas Cowboys? No, I'm arguing for players. You got a guy who needs surgery, Jerry Jones. You're gonna say the decision is gonna be up to Des Clark. See, that's the problem. That's why guys. Uh, see, I'm moving this. I'm talking about fingers, but I'm really talking about concussions as well. You can't let players make decisions for themselves. They can't. They they won't make decisions. Because if they make decisions again, just like, and I have to tie this into the other thing, just like they're afraid to call to tell somebody they've been drinking too much because you are going, there are going to be consequences. That's the same thing about if they go out on the football field. If they make a decision to come out the game, you're going to put somebody else in there and they're going to lose their position. It's job security. They're always going to fear job security in the National Football League until you step up and do the right thing. Now, Des Bryant, what it is with Des is that, oh, the Cowboys are in perhaps maybe in the hunt, perhaps of making the playoffs. You injured your finger and you can't play anymore. He injured his finger. He needs surgery. There's no telling how much damage if he tries to catch one of Tony Romo's balls can be done. Not only if he catches the ball, but after he catches the ball, if he gets hit in the hand. If he falls on the ground, God forbid, I guess you guys forgot the wide receivers block as well. That he tries to block somebody. He's not just going to get out on the field and be a decoy and just run around. Even if he is a decoy, somebody might take a shot at him anyway. He fall, try to hold himself up. And it's, you know, now it's really messed up. My point is, don't ever again, Jerry Jones, please don't tell the media that the decision is up to Daz to make. It shouldn't be. You've got these people on staff that are medical people. They're professionals. They should make medical decisions, not players. And plus, you're not giving the player all the information anyway. A doctor should go in and make a decision based upon the fact that I've made a medical evaluation of this person. And my professional's opinion is this person needs surgery now. Don't take in consideration he's trying to win a, a ball game for the Dallas Cowboys. That's what gets you in court because you want to compromise the player for a win. And your team, well, you know, I'm not going to say they're not good because they're right there in the, in the thick of things. The NFC East is just down this year. But Dez, has, he's done a lot for you. He's done a lot for you. Do you think you can win the Super Bowl this year? I don't think you can. You know why I don't think you can? Because I watched the game last night. You know who I seen? Tom Brady. You know who was coaching him? Bill Belichick. You know what that means? Dallas Cowboys can't beat them. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm just telling you the truth. That's what I see. But I'm going to tell you what, Jerry, do you hear me down there in doubt? Jerry, call me, Jerry. Don't do that to Dez.
<laughs> Don't do that to Dad. Okay, I hear some music in the background. I'm going to have to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Going to come back. Yeah, I said it. Tom Brady. I saw Tom Brady playing last night. Woo. Don't know what his wife's name is. Not important. Tom is the man. Tom got it going on. And he's from Michigan. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise or especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, it's the Rail of Sports of the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. All right, all right, all right. Shout out to Kevin Hart there, homeboy from the city of brotherly love. All right, all right, all right. Tom Brady showed up last night. I'm going to tell you what. You know, sometimes you just got to give credit where credit is due. And I'm going to do that. But there's going to be a little twist to this credit where credit is due. But I'll tell you last night, Tom Brady showed up. Showed up, showed out like it was seven on seven. I mean, as comfortable as he, I, I've always said this about Tom Brady, in my opinion, in terms of a statuous quarterback, Tom Brady, of what a quarterback should look like in the pocket, the level of confidence, the maneuverability, Tom Brady is it in my mind. No different than I used to like the way Warren Moon used to stand in that pocket as well as Doug Williams, the way they just stood in that pocket and had positive. Shout out to my man, Dan Marino. They just they just stood there. They didn't do a whole lot of running. They paid the lineman enough to figure block for me. Let me look and see what's happening downfield and get this rock downfield. But y'all take care of everybody up front. I don't need to run nowhere. I just need to stand in this pocket and throw the ball. And I want to look good while I'm doing this. And Tom Brady, you know, he stood up there and he looked like, man, this is my house. And I like that about Tom Brady. 
I'm gonna shout out to Tom. Tom, I, Tom, I also man, listen, I did a little thing, man. They asked me a little bit about your wife. I, I, did, I didn't know what her name was. Her name ain't important to me. I'm not talking about your wife. I'm talking about you. So there's no disrespect, but the fact of the matter is you got a gorgeous wife standing next to you. That's a good thing. For me to know her name ain't important to the conversation. So that was no disrespect. That was just to let people know. I don't need to know his wife's name. Yeah, he got a beautiful wife. That's good. Whatever her name, that's good. But we're talking about Tom. There you go, Tom. So, you know, that's a little Michigan-Ohio State thing. So anyway, let me also say this. <laughs> Come on, Houston, Texas, the, the biggest game. You're going you to go ahead and put this out there like that. It's the biggest game of the history of the franchise. You're going to show up in some college letter jackets? I mean, come on, really? It's the biggest game in the history of the franchise. You're going to show up with some college letter jackets on, and you play like a college football team. Re uh, come on, man. You was ready for the moment, but for the wrong moment. You showed up like it was a college team, and Tom Brady was playing a college team. You know, everybody talk about Alabama could beat some NFL teams until they, of course, got beat. Now they're rethinking that. But a college team showed up last night. That's how you play, with the exception of, I guess, the Arizona Cardinals, who didn't play. I, I, think that, I don't think that was the Arizona Cardinals. That's why I say they didn't play. But come on. The biggest game in the franchise history, and that's the way you play? There had to be something wrong. The mental preparation there wasn't there. You playing Tom Brady. I don't care if the big, if it's the biggest game in the history of the franchise. It's Tom Brady. You have to understand, you can't come into Tom's house like that. Somebody got to be making plays. You cannot let Tom Brady have seven on seven against your team. You ain't going to win. There's no way you can win. The man is not only, can he not only can he throw, but he, he's accurate. See, that's the thing about it. a lot of people can throw the football, but they're not, no accuracy. Ball's all over the place. You know, more than, you know, a couple inches away. You know, they, their balls are like way out of bounds. And the dude is like a, a yard from the side and the ball's out of bounds. You know, they can't throw it in between coverage. You know, they can't throw it in between. I don't care if it's double coverage. They, they just can't make it happen. Tom Brady can throw. He's got a touch. He can read defenses. Tom even told us last night he can run. So he ran a little bit just to show you he can run, which he cannot do. You know, he, he messed around and, you know, catching the wrong, the linebacker catching the wrong way. And so he don't need to run. But let me just say that, that that was not good football last night. Texans, not good football. But as I told you, I thought, I thought I'd put a little spin on this. And I think there's a little spin involved in this. See, as, as much as I've, feel so bad about the way they played. I'm not that upset about the way they played. The way they showed up like a college team, nah, maybe that was part of the game too. Because I, the, the Texans are there. They're going to be in the playoff hunt. And guess who they just might have to play if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl? That's right. They're going to have to play the Patriots. Some way or another, they're going to play the Patriots. I think whoever makes it from the AFC side, they don't have to deal with the players, uh, the Patriots at some point in time. And so there's a wise old veteran over there that's the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. And that man's name is Wade Phillips. And I'm telling you, I just think Wade was up to something. I think Wade was listening. Wade knew. Wade knew what kind of game he was in for. Wade also knows Bill Belichick quite well. Wade, I'm about to let your, your, your secret out the box. 
You gave them a very, very, very vanilla defense. You gave them everything they've seen before, everything they knew they were going to get. That's not what Tom did to you. That's not what Bill did to you. They gave you a very complex offensive scheme. And what else did they do now? They give you, you know, they, they moved some people around in different positions. So they gave you, they opened up the can on you and they revealed what they could do in the future. And that's what you wanted to do. You didn't want to see what they had done because you've seen that. You wanted to see what they possibly could do in the future. And Bill Belichick showed it to you. Now think about that, if you will. See, last night, it wasn't the most important game of the franchise for the Houston Texans. It was the most important game for the franchise of this year for the New England Patriots because they got to continue to win. The Texans don't have to win. They're in there. So for Wade, Wade's approach was, man, let's just go ahead. We're okay. Let's just play hard. Don't get anybody hurt. Put forth a decent effort. Show up like this is the biggest game in franchise history for us. Go out there and let them do all these things we ain't never seen before. Because the Texans, you know, there was a little energy there. They made a couple plays. They did a couple things. They were out of position a little bit here and there. But it, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't. They didn't get beat 58 to nothing, 56 to nothing, whatever it was. And so all I'm saying to you is I just want you to stop and think about that. Was the old fella, old wise veteran, was he up to something? Was he hoping that they would show him things that he hadn't seen in the past that they might do to them in the future so he would get some time to prepare for that? And I think they did that on both the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball, so much so that now the Houston Texans know at least in part what they could expect from the Patriots down the line. And if that game, here's the thing about it, if that game is in Texas, then they really should be concerned about that. If that game is in New England, for some reason or another, it could happen to be in New England, which I doubt it. I think if they play, it would be in Texas. If it's in Texas, you're going to see that kind of game plan from the Patriots. If it's in New England, because the weather will be different, I don't know if it'll be as, as exotic as it was last night. But I tell you what. They showed you some things last night. Bill Belichick showed you the kind of coach he is, you know, the kind of versatility he has within his players and his offense and his defense. Uh, they could be as creative as they need to be. The level of intelligence, football intelligence, those players can handle that. It's not an overload in terms of too much information, too much, you know, the, um, you know, changing in diversity of plays. No, they can handle that. So they're going to be very creative. I think that if the Texans play them, they're going to be ready for that creativity. That's just my little spin on that. That's just my little spin on that. And I just I just wanted to throw that out there because I know you watched the game last night. And that was, again, Tom was playing seven on seven. But that's OK. Let, let Tom, let's see what Tom can do when he has all the time to do what he wants to do. You know, and even the, the, the way they were pass blocking last night, you know, it's like that's the way you should pass block. But now you know that they are going to do that. They're going to get up in your chest, stay up on you. Not that you jump, you know, not, you know, keep the arms length from you, give the ability to escape them. No, they're going to engage you, hold on to, nah. They're going to be ready for them. But we got something else to talk about for a second. I don't, I, I don't know how much time I want to give to it. it. It probably won't take that long. The Arizona Cardinals. I mean, do you think that the Arizona Cardinals defense could just say, you know what, man, the hell with this? I mean, really? You know, we've been trying to ball all year long and, you know, we can't get nothing done on the offense. 
you know, things just ain't going to happen. So they just, you know, we don't care how many points y'all put up. Some of them may want out of here. You know, all I want to know is, listen, if you're a National Football League player, if for no other reason than to keep yourself healthy, you got to play every game full speed. You got to do everything you possibly can to make sure you don't get injured. And if you just put forth that effort, you're going to make a play or two. You, you got to make a play or two. The Cardinals, whenever a coach has to come out and apologize to the fans, to the owners, you know, th- that is, there's no need for that to ever happen. Nobody should ever apologize for their work ethic. No, you shouldn't. If, if nothing else in a football game, there should be effort. There should be, without a doubt, I don't care if it's the last play of the game, I don't care if the game is completely won, it's somebody out there trying to prove that they belong. How do I know? I've seen it done before. Somebody, I don't care, everybody else out there. I told, I remember one time I told a person this. I said, you know what? Even in a losing effort, somebody could play the best game ever in their life. In a losing effort. There should have been somebody on that Arizona Cardinal football team that we all could say, you know what? It's one person didn't give up. And I'm not talking about the coach. One person out there on that football field should have been playing balls out to the point where the coach needs to take a ball. Hand it to that person and say, you know what, I, probably all 52 of you gave up. But there was one man on this football team that never gave up. And I'm going to recognize him. But he couldn't even find one person had to apologize for the entire team. So all I needed was a couple minutes to spend on that. They don't need any more. But what it is, that's an embarrassment to the national football. People play money. Advertisers play money. To have these games broadcast on television, that's what you're going to give? It is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Some people should be fired. When you want to play like that, when you won't give up, oh, we, you can give up all right. We're going to give up on you as well. And here's your, as they used to say back in the day, Jerry Robinson, Herman Edwards, got your ticket. Got your ticket. <laughs> Got some more music. You listen to Rail of Sports and the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I got your ticket. Got your ticket. Better play ball. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise or especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. All right, we're back. You're listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Let me just say this. You know, uh, I was watching something on the Big Boy Show this morning. I, I, I give them their prop. They're the Big Boy Show, okay? You got Stephen A. on there. You got Skip on there. You know, and they was talking a little bit this morning about my homeboy, LeBron James. And, and they, were, they were conversing about the fact that LeBron James had said to Charles Barkley, you know, indirectly, you know, Charles needs to shut up. And, and get off his boy D-Wade's back, you know, because D-Wade the last couple of games just shot over, you know, 80-some percent or whatever. And, and, and Charles, I guess Charles just feels that D-Wade ain't been, you know, carrying his weight like he should, you know. And so Charles' job is to provide commentary. It wasn't nothing personal, what Charles said. And I didn't hear the comments, but, I, you know, I read some things. And so the fact of the matter is, and I'm just saying this because, again, the comments that I just made about the Arizona Cardinals, listen, you know, I'm making comments because I've been blessed that I've been there and done that. So when you've been there and done that, you can comment on, you know, what you, in your opinion, looks like lackluster effort. You know, I, I remember Terry Bradshaw called me out on TV. Gang, get gang going on. Terry Bradshaw going to call me out and say, you know, I wish somebody would tell uh, 24 Rayellas, uh, you know, they playing, we playing the Dallas Cowboys. I'm playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. The game is over, right? So, will somebody tell them the game is over? The game wasn't over for me. Fat lady hadn't started singing. Fat dude either. Referees were still lining the ball up, blowing the whistle. Game was not over. That's what I'm saying about today's football. You got to play like your job is on the line every damn play you on the football field. You don't think about, oh, man, the clock is winding down. Now, I do agree with, you know, when you get in that formation, that victory formation, I'm, I'm all for that. It's over then. We, you know, everybody concedes. Y'all can't win. We can't. We, we lost. You won. Okay. But when you're lining up and you're playing ball, you got to play ball. Because when you sit in that film room, what people don't know is the coach is going to evaluate every one of those plays. And if you ain't doing your job, the coach is going to call you out. And my little, you know, remark I made about got your ticket. If you don't do your job, you will get a ticket well, wherever you want to go. But they do give you tickets. So that's all I'm saying. See, Wiz ain't doing enough to let the guys know, I got your ticket. I don't care if you're making 30000 a game, 40000 a game, you know, 500000 a game. 500000 a game will get you about eight mil. I don't care if you're making 500000 a game. I got your ticket. Because you only make one-sixteenth of that each game. So... You know, it'll be, you know, two sixteenths of it left that you ain't going to get. Three sixteenths or whatever it is, you're not going to get it because we don't give up. And that's all I'm saying here. The National Football League is a game. It's not for long. Play it for as long as you can. But if you line up, play it. Don't line up and just take it for granted that you're going to be there the next week. That's the problem. Too many guys think they got job security. It's not for long. Remind them, coaches. Or maybe some of the coaches need to be reminded. It's not for long for them either. But I just wanted to throw that in. You know, you know, sometimes, you know, if you've done that, been there, you can say that. So Charles hollered out to D-Wade to get it. Come on, D. We know you were hurt. You didn't want to tell us, but you had surgery, so we knew, you know, in the, in the championship series. But LeBron, Charles, has, you know, he's earned that right. He, he can call it off. He sees it. It's his opinion. 
long as he don't go there, he ain't talking about no family members or no, no friends or nothing like that. He's talking about ball players and their talent, effort, and output on the floor in production, and then it's okay. So I, I wanted to share a little bit of that with you. But now let me talk a little bit about the MVP. MVP, and I'm talking about Adrian Peterson. Come on. Who did you think I was going to say? I know Tom Brady looked good. I know that Peyton Manning looked good, but I'm talking about a running back. Give me the ball. Now, how in the world can anybody think that I just explained to you before how good Warren Moon looked back there and, and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and my man of all time, Dan Marino, just standing there like a statue, throwing the ball. Why? Because they got people in front of them that say, block. Don't let nobody touch me. Just block. You know, the quarterbacks, do you know they even take statistics that how many times he's touched? You know, how many times he's touched? The quarterback is touched. How many times he ends up on the ground? How many times he's sacked? If a running back runs a ball, he's on the ground every time. He's hit by multiple people. Court, do you, quarterbacks are, are sacked by one individual. You know, you, they may split a sack of two people make it there at the same time. I don't think they divide them up in thirds. But you can get a half a sack. You can even get a sack on a quarterback if you go past him, he falls down, you put your hand on him. A running back like Adrian Peterson, you you get, you have to hit him. You have to hit Adrian Peterson. You have to wrap him up. You you Adrian Peterson, you don't hit Adrian Peterson. Let me correct myself. You tackle Adrian Peterson. Because Adrian Peterson very seldom is... Does he have himself in a position where he allows you to hit him? And that is where he is exposed and, and just totally vulnerable and you can just take him out. That doesn't happen very much unless it's maybe a little screen pass or something like that. You have to wrap him up and tackle him. Every time he gets the ball, listen, not quite the kind of Barry Sanders turn where he's, you know, improvising like that. But when he does what he needs to do, the man can run over you, run past you, run by you. Whatever he needs to do, he can, he'll do it. And he's doing that at a level that may even exceed what he was doing before he had the injury. Now, see, Peyton, you got people. Now, the linemen are supposed to block for the running back, but we all know that doesn't happen all the time. We know that Adrian Peterson is breaking tackle after tackle after tackle. He's getting hit by multiple people falling on him. I mean, listen. Running backs and quarterbacks are just something a little different. Now, I believe somebody kind of fell on again. RG3's leg, they kind of fell on his leg, kind of whiplash, whatever, fell some weight on his little heavy body, kind of fell, a 300-pounder fell on his leg. You know, he had to come out the game. He's a quarterback. He can't take people falling on him like that all the time. Come on. Adrian Peterson, the whole team, but you better run to the ball. Everybody better fall on him. Still's not going to stop him. I understand the fact that we got Peyton Manning coming back from a very serious neck injury. I myself, if he were my son, you know, I might even advise him, son, really, let's wait. Let's, let's think about this. Let's, let's have this conversation. Do you really? I mean, they got a seat waiting for you already at the profile. The bus is, is it's not, you know, it's there. The, you know, the, the material is there. They just haven't defined it yet. They need you to send a picture. But it's there. They got it waiting for you. You don't need to play. But. Peyton's playing, and Peyton is playing to the level of MVP. Right now, you know, Aaron could be in there. Aaron may be in there, but we certainly know if you threw a coin up, 
Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson. Tom Brady really, you know, propelled himself up back into the picture last night. He wanted to say, hey, well, everybody, did you, did you not forget that I'm, you know, I'm playing too? And he reminded us that he's still playing. So he threw himself back into the picture in the discussion last night. Peyton has been in discussion all year long. Adrian, all year long. Adrian and Peyton, Peyton, he's breaking records, I think, every time he steps on the field. Adrian is now getting to that point, too, where he, too, is approaching some milestones. But the injury he had, don't know how he's making it back. But anyway, so I just want MVP right now. Got to be Adrian Peterson. Let me just, a couple guys in the office asked me a couple questions here, and I'm going to tell you what the guys in the office think. We got some games coming up this weekend. Cincinnati at Philly. Guys in the office think Cincinnati going to pull that one off. Now, I'm a homer. You know I got to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Tampa Bay and the New Orleans Saints. The guys in the office, mm, New Orleans. Tampa Bay just lost something. I don't know about that, but I'm going to tell you what they think here in the office at Voice America. New York Giants at Atlanta. And again, Atlanta, whoo, ATL just lost a game. But guess what? Ain't going to happen again. The boys in the office got the ATL coming out on top. Green Bay at Chicago. At Chicago, boys in the office, Voice America, they believe that, of course, Green Bay is going to win that game. Washington at Cleveland, regardless of what the Browns is doing, the boys is going with the Washington Redskins. Cleveland Browns ain't going to happen to dog pound. Come on, man. I, I'm going to be a homer on that one. Minnesota at St. Louis. St. Louis going to come through, according to Voice America. Is that right? Woo. And now you got Jacksonville, Miami. I don't think Jacksonville could win anything. I might be with the boys on this one, so they're going to get Miami on that one. You got Denver at Baltimore. Now, remember now, I said at Baltimore, Denver at Baltimore. Fellas in the house got Baltimore winning that one. Now we got Indiana at Houston. Now, Houston... Remember, that was a college team that went and played the Patriots. Now they're going to go and see if they can play. You know, Indiana's going to come to their house. Yeah, I think Houston's going to win that when I'm with the boys in the house, too. How? Now we got Seattle. That's that team that, that played that other college team, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, well, you know, they playing Houston is going to, I'm sorry, Buffalo and Seattle. Seattle's the team that beat the college team. Yeah, that's right. I got it right that time. Seattle going to beat Buffalo, too, according to the boys in the house. Detroit is coming to play that college team here in Arizona. But they think the college team going to win. Arizona Cardinals going to come out victoriously, according to Arizona's Voice America. And now let me check this one out. Carolina Panthers at San Diego. Not going to be Cam. Nope. San Diego, Kansas City at Oakland. Oakland going to pull it off. Pittsburgh at Dallas. Now, you know, I don't like much that's Dallas at all, so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, too, and that's what the fellas are doing. Nope, the fellas is going with Dallas. I got to go with Pittsburgh, man. I just don't like Dallas. San Francisco, New England. Woo, now that's going to be another. You know, ain't about a franchise game, but that's supposed to be a good football game. Can somebody please play a good football game against the New England Patriots? A college team beat them earlier this year, the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe the San Francisco 49ers, but they got to go there. Traveling across country may not happen. And now, T-Bow's team, the New York Jets, is playing Tennessee. Do you think that the Jets can go down and beat Tennessee down there in Tennessee? T-Bow's team? Uh, not going to happen according to Voice America. The fellas have picked Tennessee to win that game. 
Man, I'm going to go with the fellas on that one. Listen, I had a great time. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. 